I just think that, A, a lot of people are uneducated. They eat whatever's convenient, whatever's placed in front of you. But I think that there's got to be a way, there's got to be ways for people to eat healthy. Like a bag of carrots is not that expensive. It's just not. No, it's not. And then, and then, so then it becomes the responsibility of say you're going to go to the farmer's market and get something fresh, like fresh carrots or whatever's in season, fresh tomatoes. The pain would be to see all that go to waste because of the lack of how to treat those vegetables. So we've got David Affariot here from Avid Vines. David, what's up? Hey, Mark. It's a pleasure to be with you. Pleasure to have you here today, David. This is going to be awesome. How are you enjoying the Entrepreneur Organization event so far? Well, EO Nerve events are here for connecting, for learning, and for having fun. And I think this, uh, this edition has checked off all three. Next year, I'm actually the co-chair. I'm privileged to be organizing the next one that happens in Atlanta, Georgia. September 17th, 18th, and 19th. Super cool. Maybe you'll be bringing the champagne. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe that's a little bit of foreshadowing here. You popped the cork there. You popped the cork. <laughs> tell me what. Uh, tell me a little bit about your business, Avid Vines. What do you do and how are you different? We help people totally celebrate better. Uh, better without any headaches or regrets. We like to say that the way we teach people to celebrate is to own the moment and thrive in the next. What does that mean? We're an importer of certified organic and sustainable wine and premier cruise champagnes from France into the United States. Premier cruise. Premier cruise. That idea, first of all, high quality, the highest quality. In champagne, uh, champagne is actually broken up into three categories. You have the run-of-the-mill champagne, much of which we all know and is usually within arm's length at a you know store or so forth. It's the brands we all know. Nine ninety nine. There's no champagne that's nine ninety nine. Terrible headaches. Well, <laughs> I can tell I don't drink. Really, that's actually the first distinction. You can get nine ninety nine of something that's sparkling, but it's usually a prosecco or it's usually a, a cava, something from Italy or Spain, respectively. But champagne has got to come from the Champagne region. They mm. have claimed and reclaimed that name in order to, for marketing purposes, you can only call it champagne if it's from that region of France. So there's no American champagne. It's American sparkling wine. Interesting. There's no Italian champagne. It's Italian Prosecco. And there's no Spanish champagne. It's Spanish Cava. And so owning, for, for this country of France, owning that brand, owning that name has been of tantamount importance all the way diplomatically and through the channels and world. It, the, the, the world knows that we don't call it champagne anymore uh, it, since they reclaimed it. And then within champagne, you have run-of-the-mill champagne within champagne, premier cru champagne, and then grand cru. And so Grand Cru's are few and far between in terms of the literally plots of acreage that's devoted to that. But the government comes in and says, these are Grand Cru areas to grow and these are premier Cru areas to grow. And that's where we pull our, our, uh, the champagne from farmers and families that are dedicated to making these high, high quality champagnes. Champagnes that change the definition of what you think about a nine ninety dollar, you know, nine dollar ninety nine cent bottle of sparkling something. Well, um, so who are you selling this to? Are you selling it to wholesalers, cruise ships, right? You know, party planners, right. bars. Is is this somebody pick up at Total Wine? Right. Like where? Who are we selling it to? So it's it. That's called the trade, and the trade are retail stores, and the trade are restaurants, and. We also sell directly to the consumer from our website, avidvines.com. And when you do come to the site as an individual looking to improve the way that you celebrate shared moments, you can order the champagne, and it comes from a fulfillment partner that we have out of Texas. But if you are selling to a business, you have to go through the three-tier system, through a distributor, 
the distributor and their sales reps then sell it to stores and restaurants. And our strategy at Avid Vines, frankly, is to be targeted with the states that we come to in America. And that is, we want to come to the most regulated states. Because if we come to California and New York, they're all oversaturated with lots of all sorts of wines. Vineyards, choice, yeah. Vineyards and so forth. And every one of our selections have never been exported into the U.S. before. So it's new even to New York or California. But it competes against so many. We want to bring it to areas that are frankly starved for choice and that are drinking not as well as everyone in California and New York and maybe even Chicago and Illinois you know, are drinking. We want to bring these quality products to states like Tennessee, states like Georgia, states like Texas and uh, Florida. And there's more on the list, but the more, uh, the more starved these states are, the better we, we perform. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously very, very, very competitive. Again, I don't, I don't drink, but you know, walking down the wine aisle, there's like a million wines. It's very, I was reading uh, blue ocean strategy and they're talking about yellowtail carving out like this really unique space and like competing for beer drinkers. Is that like what I could tell? I could tell this is kind of like triggered you a little bit. here. Mark, if I, if I could leave you and your listeners with anything, it would be two rules. Two, two so easy to implement in your life rules that will improve the way you go through life. And, and believe me, a lot of us don't have to optimize the kind of champagne they want to drink. But, and, and they'll live very rewarding lives. But the, once you start to make a little bit more effort as to the kind of inputs that you want to drink, the mm. kind of quality that you want to drink, it's the same thing related to how you eat. The better the organic... And again, this comes... Putting aside the economics of it, it costs more to eat organic food, to shop at the farmer's market than, than other places. And it starts to express itself in the way we feel, our health. But I'm going to dial this back and go back to your yellowtail comment and the two rules that will make your life so much easier. The first, we all like to judge a book by its cover. Do not ever, 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 this is a hard, fast rule, do not ever buy what I call critter wine. Don't buy a wine that has on the label some critter animal, yeah. a kangaroo, <laughs> a panda, uh, a, a, a duck. You're hard and fast. Now, there may, someone will certainly come out and say, hey, what about what is – there may be an exception, and you can count them maybe on two fingers. No, the there's hard, no exceptions. Okay, hard there's rule. no exceptions. You're wrong. Just stay, stay. <laughs> you, will, you will sail smoother seas if you just look at a label and – don't let a marketing committee, which has designed this label and whatever animal that they have on it, to look as cute or short circuit your brain to say, oh, "It's adorable. How could be? How could this be bad? It's bad. Don't don't do it." The second rule: is do not, do not go into a grocery store in an empty aisle and face the shelves and rows of wine. You're you're just not going to make a good decision. So where do we go to make the good decision? When when I go, I go to my butcher. And the butcher knows, I'd like to get this kind of sausage made in this way, or I want this cut of beef. He makes it. He knows me. He knows what I want. He makes a great cut, and he serves me my, if I go to a fishmonger, I'm going to a fishmonger because I know they bring in the best. And if I'm really pinched, fine, I'll have to go to Costco. But even then, you doctor up the fish a certain way. But when I go to a fishmonger, the fish is of the highest quality. They fillet it in front of me the right way. You want that kind of relationship. Yeah, but most people aren't going. I don't have a relationship with a butcher. Like you said, I mean, maybe I'm a, a, a plebeian over here, but. Step up and do it. Step up and, you know. Okay. Because 
this is how we do it in Europe, right? You know, people go to them and, and it does. It takes a little bit more time. It takes a relationship to build. But we all have we're all economic agents and where we put our money, you know, says a lot about who we are. And, and if we can establish a relationship instead of making it an anonymous trip to Costco, then invest in that because it will produce returns. You know, you'll have a fishmonger say, hey, I've got something really interesting. Instead of grouper, you might want to try this. And it's like, oh, the same price? Okay, great. He's not trying to, you know, he's generally trying to help with yeah. interesting ways of, of and, and he wants a customer. He wants that relationship. It just doesn't seem like that's the way that the consumer market's going right now. Everything is buy it online, uh, go through the big mass market. I mean, do, don't you get that feeling? Like, Especially during COVID, during the lockdowns, it was all the mom and pop shops are shut down. But you can go to Walmart. You can get your wine at Walmart. I, I can tell that the trigger the trigger is coming here. But like, don't you feel like that's the way that things are going, or do you think that things can bounce back? Like, what needs to happen so that people feel like they need to have that develop? At least in the states, yeah. you can develop that relationship with the local expert yeah. instead of going to Google or asking Alexa or yeah. something like that. Well, for, this is a show about disruption, and I think it's you know it's also a show about how the pendulum swings. You know, we have certain trends that are firmly in place until they're not. And what are the green shoots that wind up bringing something back to the way either things were or swinging the pendulum the, the other way? You know, one of the more successful stories in the city I live in, Atlanta, is um, a store called Fishmongers that opened. And on one side, it's a fish market. On the other side, they have a small restaurant, you know, um, where they actually serve the most amazing, amazing fish sandwiches. It's just like they have lines out the door. And this is something where... You know, I love going to see these guys because they're having fun, doing what they do. It's artisanal. It's a return to something like you can't find. We all yeah. need sometimes the convenience of a mass marketed, the way this country has been produced. But you know what? Something that's mass marketed is done with so many, with the economic unit cost in mind to drive it to, to such a level of zero that what we're eating is sometimes not the healthiest thing for us. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, Almost uh, never. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I shouldn't be so, I shouldn't be put, pulling my punches here. I mean, the, you know, France eats differently, and I, I'd argue that they have healthier outcomes. We are eating GMO, you know, genetic modified, you know, uh, material. It's a massive problem, by the way. There, I've heard reports that with all the plastics that we're ingesting, it's actually killing testosterone in men. If you want to get crazy, like what we're ingesting is look at our girls, you know, horrifying. Look at boys who are, are already getting to you know puberty at at you know sixth grade, seventh grade. I mean, there, there's something that's passing through, and it's it's not great. L let me also tell you this. You know, we talk about food. Everything on the label, anything that we ingest that's non-alcoholic, food or wine, passes through the, the guidance of Food and Drug Administration. Right? right. And so it has a nutrition label on it, on the back. That nutrition label has hard-won legislative you know, information about caloric intent, the level of ingredients, and listed in order of quantity and diminishing quantities. And it has information for you to make, think about, think about alcohol for a moment. How come alcohol does not have a nutrition label? What's up with that? I don't know. Well, the reason why is because unlike the Food and Drug Administration, alcohol is regulated by the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Division That's interesting, of yeah. the U.S. Treasury. And the U.S. Treasury has nothing to do with what we eat, or rather what we imbibe or what we drink. And yet because of tradition, because of um, the way that bootleggers and, and coming out of prohibition... Those, those elements were in place in order to design 
a system that hasn't changed in over 100 years. But even like those FDA labels, great. I get it, right? Like They're not everything perfect. has tons of high fructose corn syrup. Even Sprite, sorry to throw you under the bus, Sprite. Sprite is like my soft drink of choice. Right. I was drinking a Sprite the other day. I look at the label. It said this is 116% of your daily sugar value. I'm like, what? Yeah. 160% plus just high fructose corn syrup. It's just like we've become totally numb, it, especially in America. And I don't know that this is a, a global problem, but specifically in America, it's like the food that we eat is 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 just straight up gross. Like if I, if, if I don't send my kids to school with fruits and vegetables, I, c- I can't even have them eat a school lunch. This comes down to how we've raised my kids. I have two girls. I love to cook. It's part of the, it. Because I love to cook, I understand what it's like to enhance food the right way, right? With, you know, I ground my own fresh herbs. I will, you know, I ground cumin seeds into what I need for cumin spice. Um, I'll toast certain spices in order to get the rich nutty flavor that I want out of it. And then I'll put it in a, a grinder. Um, all these things. I, and, and so my, my, my kids learn to eat vegetables, broccoli, at a very early age. It's not because I steamed it, salt, and peppered it. It's because I made, like, my own aioli. Mm. You know, and when I make your own aioli with like egg, olive oil, a little salt and a little bit of garlic, and then you douse that on top of any vegetable, they would eat their shoes. It was that good. Oh, man. I haven't eaten lunch yet. So you're killing me right, right? now. <laughs> so and, and again, I understand that there's an economic you know, disparity. I've had the good fortune to be able to, to cook and to be able to provide to my children the way in which my heritage and my cultural and my upbringing that took me to France on several occasions. I'm a French American citizen for the quick background. And uh, I was, though I was born in the U.S., I've spent a significant amount of time in France and connecting with my family that live there. So my why behind doing all this is really to bridge these two cultures. You know, I don't even think this, it's necessarily an economic disparity. I just think that, A, a lot of people are uneducated. They eat whatever is convenient, whatever is placed in front of you. But I think that there's got to be a way. There's got to be ways for people to eat healthy. Like a bag of carrots is not that expensive. It's just not. No, it's not. And then, and then, so then it becomes the responsibility of say you're going to go to the farmer's market and get something fresh, like fresh carrots or whatever is in season, fresh tomatoes. The pain would be to see all that go to waste because of a lack of how to treat those vegetables. And, and, and then, only then can we, once you've found a recipe or you've gotten it from the, from the action, you know, when I go to the farmer's market, I will buy what's in season and I'll ask the farmer, like, how would you, how do you, you know, how do you prepare this? What, yeah. you know, what is this kohlrabi? Well, what do you do with kohlrabi? Well, you can shave it and make it a coleslaw. I'm like, fantastic. And Hey, I'll get to add aioli to that. Now I'm talking great. Cause I can add aioli to anything. It'll taste great. So good, good, good. What else? And a farmer will tell you exactly how, you know, <laughs> how to make this amazing food. And you walk away. Like I just learned something. And isn't that better? Like maybe I paid a little bit more than what I could find for in a bag, you know, sealed up from Costco. Yeah, because I've gotten the recipe of how to treat this you yeah. know, and, and eat it in a, in, a, in a wonderful, healthy way. And for me, I express love through cooking. You know, I'm not big on cooking. Okay. Right. I, I do like to eat yes. occasionally. Yeah. I actually don't eat. Too. I don't eat breakfast, although it's my favorite meal of the day. How's that for, for sadism right there? You, you need you need to invest in your self care routine, my friend. Well, I know. Well, Start so, loving yourself. So what I do is I, I I'm more of like I do like an interim fasting. So okay. I'll I'll eat sure. you know like an apple and peanut butter for lunch, okay. and then I'll I'll have a, a big dinner. But I barely ever eat breakfast, you know, because I just let my body kind of work. Whether whether or not that's best or not, I don't know. But just on I, that share, which I appreciate you sharing, I can tell that sometimes and like listen, most of us do this. We will. We will eat food for fuel. It's on, the, it's on those special occasions where we're not eating for fuel, but we're eating for 
the in, all the other things that come around something that we you know t- to elevate the act of eating oftentimes when we do it in, uh, communally so you know if we all live we all live busy lives i make it a point on fridays to cook for my meal uh, cook for my family rather and that's something where i'll start at three or four the, the week begins you know I, I had a mentor once that said it's time you know it's five o'clock it's time to marinate some ice cubes and i will make myself a drink or i will pour myself a glass of champagne and i will go into like this trance it's my really literally way of um slowing down the week and almost a meditative state i'll put on some yeah. music and i get into a mode where i am cooking and i'm about to provide something to my family and that is very uh, comforting to me and now i've created this meal with the seasonal ingredients i've made a shashuka if it's you know it, it can be any number of things um i feel like i need to be hanging out with you more oh often david <laughs> if I'm, i know where i'm going to be this friday night I'll, you know <laughs> listen i've got all the toys i've got the big green egg and you know i will put on you know uh, uh some dry aged you know meat that i buy from the store but i've let you know air dry in my refrigerator and i'll do the easy prep that takes a couple of you know if i just do this one little thing on wednesday another little thing on thursday on friday I'm ready. Like I've pickled some, you know, some red onions and now they're ready as the perfect condiment to a salad with spinach and feta and, you know, and candied walnuts. Bam. You do these things a little bit ahead of time when it's time, when it's showtime, which is what dinner and and really preparing a great meal for shared ones uh, can be. It's theater. And so all this to say the penultimate way to bring something you've created like that up another notch is to pair it with Good wine Quality or champagne wine, yeah, that sure. will not leave you the next day regretting anything. Dig that. Dig that. You've really painted a great picture for me, David. I mean, Where can we actually get this wine and uh, champagne at? You bet. So lucky individuals who listen and who, who can navigate to the following website can order um, from the wine club to be guaranteed an allocation or just buy one bottle and uh, and try it out. All that can happen at Avid Vines, V-I-N-E-S. Like David, but Avid, we dropped the D. It's avidvines.com. And there you'll find our portfolio. And uh, our flagship product is the Andre Tessier Champagne. And it, it, it comes in, there are five different kinds. There's a Brut Rosé, which just looks like a, a ruby, beautiful piece of jewelry. And then the four others that are Blanc or, or White Champagne um, that, uh, that have various combinations of the three main grapes that are used for champagne. And... Uh, they're all fantastic. They're all, by the way, champagne is the perfect, perfect complement to any meal. And there's reasons for that. It's effervescence. It's got high acids. And it literally wipes your palate every time you, you sip it. Sure. So I could pair this with a Wagyu steak. And the ninth bite of, it's like the diminishing, like the tenth lick of the ice cream cone is not as good as the first lick. No, it's But not. when you're drinking champagne in between each lick, it's like you're washing your palate. And yeah, the ninth lick of that ice cream cone or that bite of steak is just as good with the champagne. And yeah, I said it. You can pair champagne with steak. It's just that good. Great, great stuff. Support your local farmer's market and make sure you get your Avid Vines at avidvines.com. David, thanks for joining the show. Well done. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me.